Hey, it's Lauren. Thank you so much for listening to The Afterlight. Enjoy the episode. This episode has been brought to you by The Afterlight Institute. The Afterlight Institute is a community of teachers and students seeking to expand their spiritual gifts and their inner wisdom on the road to illuminating their forgotten selves. Offering online courses, in-person retreats, live events, online expositions, and more, the Afterlight Institute is a safe and inclusive space for all. To learn more, head to theafterlightinstitute.com. It's Lauren Grace here and welcome to the afterlight and today I'm going to be talking about buying a oracle or a tarot deck and some things that I do when I buy myself a new deck and some suggestions for you if this is going to be your first deck or maybe it's uh, a new one for your collection and maybe you haven't thought of some of these ideas before. So the motivation for this episode is basically I was recently on a retreat and I met some women there who are getting into their spiritual, getting back on their spiritual path, I suppose you could say. And uh, many of them didn't actually have an oracle or a tarot deck. And um, for me, it's been something that I've I've always used uh, since I was the age of 13. That's when I got my first tarot deck and uh, it was the the Rider Waite tarot deck which uh, many people started with and uh, over the years I have been using these decks on pretty much on a daily basis there was a bit of a spiritual hiatus there which I've talked about in previous episodes for a couple well like almost five years uh, where I didn't use anything at all but that wasn't because I wasn't using you know the decks it was for a completely different reason and um, they have become for me one of the most important tools in connecting with my spirit guides and in getting accurate information and support and so I have at the moment around 30 plus decks and uh, they all are sort of dual well they all have a different purpose I guess you could say some of them have dual purpose you know I can use them for different things you know maybe question and answer or general overview and and I find they're really accurate for that some of them are connected to angels some of them are connected to fairies some of them are more maybe connected to uh, to nature spirits and elementals like fairies but more tree spirits and the, and the like uh, for example the sacred forest oracle deck I have by Denise Lynn is one of my faves and uh, I feel that when I use that deck it's really a connection to mother earth and really connection to to the uh, the earth energy so I like having a variety of decks because you never know what you're going to need them for and sometimes when you are wanting an answer there's a specific deck that you might gravitate towards to um, to get some clarity on that and that's the deck that you should choose so I know some people when they have multiple decks if they are looking for what deck to use that day they'll actually put all the decks out in front of them and they'll take their hand and they'll run it over the decks and they'll kind of see whether or not there's maybe a some heat or a bit of a um, 
you know, a jolt or some kind of a physical reaction above the deck that helps them to choose that that's the deck that they're going to use for that particular question and answer. So that's something that you can do. I tend to, when I'm choosing my deck for the day, I sometimes stick with one for a week. I'll use it regularly and then I'll swap and I'll use another one. Sometimes I'll use multiple decks. If I'm doing a just sort of a general question, I might feel that I want something from the spirit world, um, from the angels or something from the fairies. And then I might choose kind of like a deck that's maybe more general. So it's really comes down to what you want and what's going to work for you. So today I wanted to talk to you a little bit about tarot and oracle decks. And if you're buying one for the first time, or if you are buying a new deck and what you can do to sort of help you to build that connection with the deck. So first of all, I was asked this question recently and I do feel it's important to talk about the difference between the tarot versus the oracle decks. So um, in general, the oracle deck is more of a free flowing sort of deck. So it's really up to the creator of the deck to determine how many numbers that they want in their deck and uh, the meanings of the cards and things like that. With oracle cards, there are no set number of cards. Um, It's really just comes down to the creator, as I've said. Now with tarot, tarot are usually around 78 cards and they really come from a traditionally structured deck. So the Rider Waite is the deck that I talked about earlier. It's my first deck I ever owned. A lot of decks are derived from that and are inspired from that deck. So the idea is um, basically that you find a deck that connects to you. Some people, they love tarot. It's their favorite thing. Other people love oracles. Some people use both. I use both, but I tend to choose oracle more than tarot. I guess my personal reason for this is because in the past, especially with when I used the Rider Weight deck growing up, I found that uh, I had a hard time sometimes finding the positive in some of the cards that I was getting. And I found that I wasn't processing the information in a way that was helpful for myself. Sometimes it would maybe make me nervous and I didn't always frame it in a way that was supportive. So this is definitely something that I've been working on over the years at reframing the way that I look at information and and looking at it in a positive way. That's for, you know, that's for sure. But also uh, looking at cards and the the um, information I'm getting from these cards in a way that's supportive and in a way that is going to be helpful. Now, when you're doing a reading, uh, one of the things that I wanted to mention, and I'll just mention it now um, in case I forget to mention it later, is if you are somebody who does sometimes struggle with seeing things objectively for yourself, because this can often happen, right? If you are looking for the answer to a question and you really want it to be a specific way and you get a card and it's not looking like that's the answer that you're going to get, we tend to sometimes skew things to be the way that we want them to be. 
Or sometimes, you know, if maybe we really want something, but we have a fear of success or we on some level just think that we're not going to get it, we might also look at it in the opposite way and, and not feel empowered by it. So one recommendation I heard years ago was that if you actually record a reading for yourself out loud, you would talk about it as though you're reading for another person and you would record it and then you would go back and listen to the recording a couple of days later. And what this helps you with, it helps you to get a little bit of space around the question that you're you're looking for an answer from. And it also helps you to process it in a more objective way because you're not so ingrained. So that's kind of a cool little tip and trick which I would recommend to you. Now, I have bought secondhand, okay, I don't, that, I don't, uh, let me rephrase that. I have bought, I think, only one or maybe two, although I can't place where the second one, but I do feel like I've done this before. So I've bought a secondhand Oracle deck before, and it was the Doreen Virtue Angel deck, and it was pretty much mint condition. It was opened, and it was in a secondhand bookstore in Alaska, and I remember when I picked it up, um, number one, I love a deal and it was $8. And uh, when I picked it up, it felt good to me. It felt, you know, like, oh, hey girl, we found you, you know, bring us home. <laughs> so that's why I bought it. Uh, there are some rumors sometimes about needing to be gifted a deck that you can't go out and buy your own. That's not real. That's not true. You can buy your own. Believe me, my credit card confirms that this is correct. Uh, and you know, some people might feel a bit funny about secondhand Oracle decks or tarot decks. That's fine. If you feel funny about it, then, you know, you don't need to buy a secondhand one, but if you're in a secondhand bookstore and there's a deck there and it's calling to you, then I think you should pick it up and, and take it. Uh, I'm going to go through a couple of ways of cleansing your decks as well in a minute. And so I believe that if you get the deck and you cleanse the deck and you build a connection with it, then it can work just as good as a brand new deck. Now, that being said, I've bought decks before and I um, have bought them because I've looked on the back of the box and I've been really drawn to the artwork. I've been really drawn to the title of the deck. For whatever reason, I'll buy it, I'll bring it home. And as I'm going through the cards, I'll notice there's something that's not connecting to me. That happened to me recently and I'm not gonna out that deck right. Oh, I'll just say it, it was the, there was a Gaia deck I bought. And um, it's funny because on my retreat, I saw someone else using that as their primary deck. So there you go. There's something for everyone. So I bought this guy a deck and it wasn't for me. I just quickly looked through the images. I didn't use it. I didn't do anything with it. I just knew right away it wasn't a deck for me and I gifted it to a friend. So that's just a bit of an indication that sometimes we buy decks. Oh, I've got a couple of other decks. I bought a deck recently that was all skulls and gorgeous artwork because my friend had it. It was a tarot deck. But when I looked at it, I just went, oh, this just really isn't for me. And then I bought another deck that was really... Um, incredibly beautiful as well which I can't place the name and again that deck wasn't for me as well so it does sometimes happen that we buy decks because we're really drawn to it for a particular reason but when we take it out of the box and we go to work with it that there's just some sort of thing that's not right um when you're buying an oracle or or, or <laughs> the sounds 
an oracle remix, when you're buying an oracle or a tarot deck, I think it's important to kind of be clear on why you're buying that deck in the first place. For me, I'm buying them as a connection to spirit. I'm buying them as a way of reading for other people so I can give information to other people that's going to help them to be their best selves, um, that's going to help support them. And I'm buying those decks because I want to make sure that... Um, you know, I'm getting an accurate read on situations that are happening in my life currently or what's coming up. So that's why I'm buying these decks. And plus, I do love looking at the beauty of the artwork. I love art. And when you get a deck that just is full of masterpiece after masterpiece, there's nothing better than starting your day looking at that. So when you're buying these decks, you want to be really clear on why you're buying it. And then I believe that will help you to determine whether or not the deck that you've purchased is the right deck for you. This episode has been brought to you by the Afterlight Institute. Ignite the light, magic, and miracles within. So I also buy my decks online or I'll buy them in an actual store as well. Crystal shops, bookstores, things like that. Okay, so imagine that you've gone out and you've bought yourself a deck and you're thinking, this is the one for me. I love it. Okay, so bring it home. And what I tend to do, and again, you just find your own way, right? This is the way that I like to do my decks. And I, I will admit as well, I haven't always done this method and I may not always do this method. It just depends on how I feel at the time. So what I've done is I'll bring the deck home and I will, I have a little special mat my mom made me. It's a, a little placemat and it's beautiful and colorful and inspiring and I tend to play all my cards on there. Um, when I say play, I also mean lay. So both of them, <laughs> I lay the cards down there. And so when I am getting to know a new deck, I bring that out and I put the, the deck on there and I look at the cards and I tend to look through every single card one at a time. And I don't normally spend a lot of time analyzing each card. I just kind of look at it and go, oh, that's beautiful. And, you know, continue through the entire deck. So that's one way that you could do it. Another thing that I do is I cleanse my deck. So I might get a herb bundle. Um, there, are, there are herbs in your own area. You can make your own herb bundles. You can buy them at crystal shops. Some people use sage. Some people use Palo Santo. Some people use, I use dried rosemary, dried, la dried lavender, uh, dried rose, anything like that. And you basically burn it and you sort of bathe or wash your cards within that. Now, sometimes I'll just do the whole deck at one time and sometimes I will actually bathe and cleanse every single card. So I just listen intuitively to what I feel this card needs because these cards have traveled from different areas, right? I mean, a lot of people, they printed them, they put them in the box, they package them. So some of these cards might need a bit of a reset, whereas other ones, maybe they don't feel like they need that. So again, I just listen intuitively to what I wanna do with that particular card or that particular deck, and then I just follow suit. So after I have done that, uh, you can also cleanse your deck with sound if you don't want to use smoke. So what I tend to do before I'm doing any reading, always, 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 is I take the cards out, I knock three times, I'll do it for you to see what it sounds like, 
on the deck and then that cleanses it through sound. So you can also cleanse your deck through sound that way as well if you don't want to use smoke and you can use sound bowls and there's a variety of things that you can do and a lot of my previous guests are sound healers and they've talked a lot about using sound for healing and cleansing. So just head back and check out some of those previous episodes if you're drawn to that idea. You can also use crystals. Again, a lot of my guests, we talk about crystals and using crystals to cleanse decks. Um, selenite is a really beautiful crystal you can use as well to cleanse. Um, there are so many to count that really, uh, you might even have a crystal at home that you can use to cleanse your deck. But I would just head back, listen to some of the previous episodes um, on crystals. For example, the episode with Vanessa. And um, there are some really great things to be found within within those episodes for you as well. So you kind of decide how you want to cleanse it. You want to cleanse it with sound, with smoke, with a crystal. You can even leave it in the moonlight if you want to. All these sort of ways of cleansing your deck. You also don't even need to cleanse your deck if you don't feel like you need to. You could actually hold your deck and you could just imagine encircling your deck in a beautiful white light and um, that can cleanse it for you too. So, you know, there's a variety of ways. Now, after I've got my deck, now I sit at a desk and I work from home and I tend to be surrounded by my decks. So when I get a new deck, I'm normally sitting next to it. So it's picking up my energy all the time. However, if you're somebody who works away or uh, you are in an office and you don't want to be sitting next to your new Oracle deck or tarot deck, then what you could do is you could actually sleep next to it. Um, I remember learning in my late teens that you sleep with the deck under your pillow initially. That's something you could definitely do. I probably wouldn't sleep, I, I wouldn't have my decks underneath my pillow in all cases just because it would be uncomfortable because the boxes are big and I can't see that that would be really effective for my sleeping. <laughs> but you could put it on your bedside table. You could even be put it beside your pillow. And the idea of this is just to connect to the energy of the deck and for the energy of the deck to connect with you. So that's another really great way of getting started. Now, when I was talking to somebody uh, recently about reading their deck for the first time, one of the things that I recommended that they do is read the book that's in in the deck that the deck comes with. So the deck is always going to have how to use this deck and different layouts and things of that nature. And so I would recommend that you start there and you you learn that way, but then that you add your own particular twist and your own sort of spiel on it. So I know at this stage in my life how I like to read my cards and my guides know how I like to read my cards as well. So for example, if I'm shuffling a deck and a card flips out, then I know that that's the card that I was meant to read or that card has to be part of the reading in some way. If I'm shuffling, shuffling, shuffling and I feel like I'm going on forever, it's just because the cards need to be mixed up. And then intuitively, I'll know when to stop and I'll know when to lay out. I flip my cards always a specific way. And this matters sometimes if you re read the reverse order of cards. So for example, if you flip a card and it's upside down, many tarot decks have a reversed meaning. Um, in my deck, The Enchanted Map by Colette Baron reed which I read this morning, there's a reversed and upright meaning in that deck as well. So it's noticing how you flip your cards and making sure you're flipping the cards the same way all the time so you can get an accurate reading. If you don't read cards in a reversed or upright manner, which is totally fine, some people don't, they always just flip the cards and read them all upright. That's totally fine, it won't really matter how you flip, but if you do, um, 
read them in the other way, again, upright or reverse, then you want to be consistent in how you're playing and laying your cards down. One of the things I do as well is I don't let other people use my deck. So I know I said that I've bought a secondhand deck before and I know I've said that I've gifted cards that I've looked through before to other people. So I don't particularly feel that that is the same thing as getting to know a deck for years and then having someone else come and use the deck. So when I'm doing a reading for a somebody else like a client or something I normally just say please don't touch my card I'll show you the card you could take a photo and da 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 and that works well for me other readers they might be fine with you holding the card and seeing how you feel with it because they can cleanse the energy so it's not a big deal that's fine that's completely up to them personally I like to try to keep my cards with only me touching them because they're my little treasures and I I like it like that and frankly I can do what I want because it's my life (laughs) How do you like that? There you go. I'm giving you permission. You just do whatever you want. Whatever is going to suit you. So hopefully this is a helpful introduction to get you started on your path of buying Oracle or Tarot decks. Um, I buy a lot of my decks from Hay House and they often have sales. So if you know, you're know you on a bit of a budget, maybe you want to wait for a sale time, just check their website, check their socials and things like that. They always advertise them. Um, if you are in Australia, Big W often sells decks as well for a cheaper rate than a lot of the bookstores and a lot of your local bookstores and crystal shops as well have those decks so um, I would definitely recommend that you do get yourself a deck it's an amazing divination tool maybe get a tarot and an oracle and see how you go with with it maybe you like both maybe you gravitate to one over the other again there is no wrong way it's just creating a relationship with a tool that can help you to connect with your spirit team and your divine guides. So love to hear your comments. Uh, Find me over on Instagram or on Facebook. And uh, thanks again for listening to the show. And if you haven't already, please leave us a review. We would, um, well, I would really appreciate that so that I can help spread the word of the podcast to more people. Thank you so much. Bye. Hi. Thanks so much for listening to the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please leave us a review where you listen to your podcasts and share it with your friends. Thank you. New episodes every Thursday.